Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Just got a text from my buddy. We were asking about Franklin and when they play. Uh, Four o'clock tomorrow. No bus drivers, no kids. What? Uh, against Monroe, two number one rated teams, both 13 and 0. Uh, and again, Franklin, good luck to them. Should be good. My guy Bushy used to hear him back in the day when he did the scoreboard show. So I uh, thank you so much, uh, Mike, for letting me in on that Franklin Monroe game. So we'll see uh, if they can get it done. Been some close encounters lately for that Franklin football team. Uh, as far as getting through week to week. Uh, and like we always say, you know, really good teams figure out a way to win. Don't matter how you win, just win. And that's what Franklin uh, has been able to do uh, as of late. Coming up uh, today, Sparky's Midday Madness show. Uh, the president and uh, Grand Pooba uh, of the Corbin Burns fan club. Uh, there is only one, and that is uh, the one and only Dave Gasper of reviewing the brew. Uh, yeah, I had to get him on today because tonight is the night uh, in which they announce who exactly is going to be the Cy Young in both leagues. And that's what I'm looking forward to. So he's going to join us at, at 2.30, 2.35. Um, before we get to him, though, Chad Ryder of NFL.com will join us coming up at quarter after two. So about 15 minutes or so from right now. I will tell you why I'm getting him on. Getting him on because I am one of those nice uh, guys that likes to spend money uh, on the ESPN Insider uh, deal that they have, and part of it is is because you get the you get it as part of the uh, the bundle or whatever the heck the thing may be. Um, so I've got it. Either way, so I was looking at McVeigh's uh, lineup for the NFL draft. The man does not have Dave Ferguson in his top ten. I, I don't understand. I mean, I thought he was the best tight end in the Big Ten for sure. And I definitely thought he was one of the better tight ends in all of college football. He doesn't have him in their top 10 as tight ends. Not top 10 in the league or in the draft, mock draft. Top 10 of tight ends in college football, he didn't have them. So I was puzzled and baffled by that. Now, a couple minutes later, I see a tweet out, Senior Bowl guys. Talking about Ferguson accepted an invite to play in the Senior Bowl, which is always a good thing. And then they made reference to the fact that he may have the best hands of any receiver or tight end in the upcoming draft. And McVay doesn't have him in the top 10 tight ends. So I said, okay, fine. Now, these ESPN guys won't go on stations that aren't ESPN affiliates. That's normally how it goes. Unless like you're close personal friends with somebody and they do it. Norm- most times that doesn't happen. Uh, media relations, ESPN. No, 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 you can't do that. So there's no chance of getting McVay on. So I, I wanted to get Ryder on. So I'll get Chad Ryder on NFL.com uh, and get his thoughts on where he thinks Ferguson is, kind of where his draft value is, and talk about uh, you know some of uh, the strengths and weaknesses of what this draft class looks like, some of the things that maybe the Packers are looking like. Does that match up with what this draft has for strengths? So lots to talk about coming up uh, with Chad Ryder uh, in just a little bit. Before we do that, I want to talk about these Giannis quotes uh, in uh, GQ. So he did an interview with Zach Barron. And the quote that is going around um, that has Bucks fans thinking, 
I guess, uh, was this. One challenge uh, was to bring a championship here, and we did, Giannis uh, told the reporter. It was very hard, but we did. Very, very hard. I just love challenges. What's the next challenge? The next challenge might not be here. It's not that he doesn't love Milwaukee, says the writer, uh, but he was always wary of things becoming too easy. Giannis some more, quote, me and my family chose to stay in this city that we all love and has taken care of us for now, end quote. Uh, and then he continues on. In two years, that might change. I'm being totally honest with you. I'm always honest. I love this city. I love this community. I want to help as much as possible. Well, that's not good, right? I mean, as a Bucks fan, you read that. You got to be going, come on, man. You got to be kidding me. His agent uh, says this to GQ. Um, talking about whether or not this is actually about him leaving. He says, I don't think it is. I'm thinking uh, about leaving the Bucks. Okay. Uh, I uh, No, he said, but I think he's genuinely like, okay, I've reached the pinnacle. The next challenge is, let's repeat. Well, what happens if you do repeat? What's the next challenge? What is that next barrier? When you think about it from a basketball perspective, by the age of 26, this kid has accomplished everything. So sometimes you're going to have to manufacture what those challenges are. I can get down with that, right? We've talked about this before on the big show. About sometimes, you know, guys like Michael Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, these guys all take little things that they see in the media or little things said by uh, from other players about them or whatever, and they use that as fuel to their fire to motivate them to go win the next championship or whatever the case may be. Seems crazy that, you know, they would care that much one way or the other about what somebody else says about them. But over the course of time, you've heard that. I can go back to Michael Jordan's Hall of Fame speech. He called out every single person that doubted him in the entire speech and invited them and put them in the seats just to kind of tell them, I told you so in front of the entire country when he did the speech. It was the most childish thing I've ever seen in my life, that speech. But either way. So that's how the great ones work. So I get that. I understand that. But for average Bucks fan that sees that quote, it's going to be, oh my God. Like, is he saying in a couple of years he's out? Like he's he's out. He's, he's going to go do this somewhere else possibly and not be with this team? What would be what, what would be the next big challenge? The next big challenge would be what? Go save the Knicks? Go to New York? Be in that spotlight? Have TMZ following you everywhere and TV cameras and paparazzi taking pictures of you and your kids 24-7 and being living that life? Now, again, you win a championship in New York, you're king forever. Like, forever. Nobody loves heroes more than New York City, I promise you. So, from that perspective, that would be a challenge. Lakers, after Kobe, Shaq, LeBron, uh, I don't think that's it. Clippers, maybe, right? Win a championship with the Clippers in, in the Lakers town or whatever. Maybe that's it. If if you want to go live out in L.A. or something like that, want a real challenge, go win a championship with the Sacramento Kings. That, that, that's a real challenge. How jacked up that organization is. I really don't think he's going to leave anytime soon. Maybe I'm a thousand percent wrong. The last time I didn't want to hear about, oh, he's definitely coming back. Oh, he's definitely coming back. Because as a Bucks fan, I've been trained my whole life to expect disappointment, to wait for the other shoe to drop. That's how it's always been for us. Always. That's always happened. Oh, here's Andrew Bogut. Oh, there goes Andrew Bogut off the rim, crashing down, and he'll never be the same again. Oh, we're in the Eastern Conference Finals, and we get screwed by the NBA and a Scott Williams TN suspension or whatever. That's how this has always worked, right? So. We've always been accustomed to that. But you won a championship. You won a championship without having Kyrie, Durant, Steph, LeBron, Anthony Davis. And any of those guys on this team. Not a one. You did it with a guy that you've been riding side by side with this whole time in Chris Middleton. And you won a championship. 
So the aspect of, well, I can't win a championship here, so I got to go somewhere else. Mm-mm. He's already got one. He proved he could do it here. So there's no doubt that you can prove you can do it again here at this point. If you've done it once, you can do it twice. If you've done it two times, you can do it three times. Now, does it get harder as you go? Absolutely. Is it really hard to repeat? No question. Because right now, what they're dealing with in Milwaukee with this Bucs team is you're dealing with an organization that's never had the target on their back. They do right now. So now, when you go limping into cities without Brooke Lopez, without Chris Middleton, trying to figure out who's going to play and who's not going to play, every week, no DiVincenzo, you're not going in healthy. These teams don't care. They don't care. When they played the mix at Madison Square Garden last week, those fans were acting like they were going to win the NBA title if they beat the Milwaukee Bucks. They didn't, but that's how they were acting in that arena. That's how it was being portrayed. It meant something. Before, it didn't mean nothing. Now they beat the Bucs. Now they're the Bucs, whatever. Yeah, I got a great player in Giannis, but they're never going to win anything. Well, now they're the defending champs. So now it means something if you stay with or beat the defending champs, even though the defending champs don't have a very good record right now, do the Milwaukee Bucks. It still means something. Now, LeBron James, no matter what team he's on, he always has a target on his back, no matter where he is. Cleveland, Miami, L.A., Want to know why? Because any team LeBron James is on is expected to win a championship. No matter the surrounding cast. You're expected to win a championship. You have LeBron. I don't know if Giannis is there yet because he's got one. He gets three, four. Then he's going to be in the same boat regardless of where he's playing, Milwaukee or otherwise. But I really don't think he's going to leave. I really know. Uh, and maybe I'll be wrong. But I, I'm just, I, I'm not there on that. We got people calling in. I didn't even throw out the phone number, but 414-799-1250. Barry and Brown Deer, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Barry? Sparky, love what you're saying. Hey, it, you might as well go all the way back to when Kareem left. I mean, that's another one. you get the best guy ever to play, and then three years, four years later, he's done with us. Yep. He's had it with us. You know, and now, now he comes back to Milwaukee, he wants all his respect from us. I don't give him any respect because he left us because it wasn't culturally cultural available for him or whatever he said, why he left for four guys to be named later. I mean, it goes all the way back to what Kareem left. And what, what Jonas has done, the guy is awesome, man. I mean, he wants, he wants to stay here. He loves it here. See, and that's it. Like, when you... There's nothing more culturally different from Milwaukee to, to Greece. Come on, man. And, and Kareem wants to leave us. And now he comes back and he waves. He does his little thing. They fly him in. Man, and now he's commenting about our quarterback. You know what? Kareem, be quiet, man. Barry, you know, that's the one thing about, about Kareem. Thanks for the call. So, I think it was a, the right move by Bucks ownership to bring him back to be a part of this organization. I realize the older folk uh, that were here when this all went down, that were livid, um, I get why you're mad and why you wouldn't want anything to do with them anyhow. I understand. But in the grand scheme of things, in the grand scheme of things, big picture, it's still a good look for the Bucs to be associated with Kareem. Regardless of the people that may or may not like him based on what happened you know, 40, 50 years ago. Again, understand why you would be mad at him. I'm not the biggest Kareem guy. But I, I, I understand what they did. I think it was the right move doing what they did, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, totally get that. Speaking of the Bucs... Uh, try to get Lisa Byington on the show uh, tomorrow. I've uh, been working on it for a while, so hopefully we're able to get Lisa Byington on the uh, Wendy's Big Show tomorrow. Mike on the south side, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness before we get to Chad Ryder of NFL Network. What's up, Mike? Sparky, I'll try and be quick. Uh, you all right, Mike? What's that? You okay? Yeah, I'm about to ask him. You were in the hospital? Yeah. What's wrong? You no, seriously though, are you okay? What is been wrong? <laughs> oh boy. No, I'm all right. I was in nine days. You've I'm had Bart Winkler, Rami Makloff, everybody's been on the air asking if Mike's okay, if anybody knew yeah, and I'm all right. I'm yeah, all you're right okay. Now. Okay, good. Uh you know, I really don't think he's leaving. You know, you talk about cold winters and the three warm escalades will pull up, take him from his heated house to the heated garage. And you know, Christmas with the kids snow, snow angels. He can go anywhere he wants in the summer. People leave him alone, like yep. state fair and whatsoever. And if he leaves, 
that's that's on him. It's what he wants to do. Well, he got a championship this is here. A free world. I mean, Bucks fans are going to be disappointed if he does leave, but he won a championship. So from that aspect, you can't be all bent out of shape. The man did win a championship here, uh, and grew up here and everything else. He'll always be a Buck for life, regardless if he goes somewhere else right, or right. not. So. And real quick, he went back to Cleveland and won one, right? LeBron did, yeah. I'm sure they were mad that he didn't hang around. Um, they could do not as mad as the first time when he went to Miami. They were burning jerseys yeah. the first time. Okay, well I'll let you go. I'm all right. I'm glad you're all right, Mike. I'll pass I'll word call along. You guys later in the week. All right, buddy. Take care. There he is, Mike on the South Side, alive and uh, kind of well. Didn't sound good. Nine days. Oof. Hopefully, uh, he is ends up uh, getting better here. All right, coming up next, we'll talk with Chad Ryder of NFL Network draft analyst about this whole deal uh, with the draft and Ferguson, according to Mache, uh not thinking the Badgers tight end belongs in the top 10 tight ends in this draft, which is mind-boggling to me, but we'll find out what Chad Ryder thinks coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan live from the Lakeland University studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, Dan Plucker, Executive producer extraordinaire, other side of the glass. About 40 minutes, the Rami show will get underway with Rami Makloff. He'll be here in about 25 minutes. Uh, get his thoughts on what's coming up on today's show. Also, Dave Gasper reviewing the brew tonight. Will Corbin Burns be named the NLZ Young Award winner? That airs from 5 to 6 tonight. So, Tom Hardcourt, I think, tweeted maybe around 5.35 or so. We'll find out about Corbin Burns. Uh, so we'll talk with Dave Gasper as he's the president of the Corbin Burns fan club. We'll see if he thinks that it will actually happen tonight uh, for the Brewers starter. Joining us now uh, is friend of all shows here on the station, Chad Ryder, NFL.com draft analyst, joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. What's going on, Chad? How are you doing? I'm doing great, Sparky. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this is what triggered this conversation. So last night, I'm, I'm, you know, being me, as you know, looking at NFL mock drafts. I'm always kind of in draft mode a little bit. Uh, and I'm looking around, and I pay the money for the insider subscription for ESPN. So I click on the Mc, Todd McShay thing, and I look. And, okay, he says what he's going to say. So then I go down to the positions, and we go top tens uh, for each position that he has. And I don't see Jake Ferguson in his top ten at tight end. Now, meanwhile, Jim Nagy uh, tweets out that, uh, Jake Ferguson accepts a senior bowl invite. And then Nagy uh, says that, you know, according to pro football focus, Ferguson may have the best hands of any tight end or wide receiver in the draft, possibly uh, as, as of right now. So you tell me, what do you make of Jake Ferguson? Where is he for you? Well, I think I'm somewhere in between those two points of view that, that, uh, you know, I think I just, Put out on Twitter a top 100 seniors, and I think Jake fits in that um, late third to mid fourth kind of round kind of area. Um, and, and the thing is, is that there's some there's some decent tight ends in, in this class, and, and it'll be interesting to see who who leaves early. You know, that's always the, the big question. Right. But I think he's got a lot of value. I, I think he's going to be a really solid starter in time because he does catch the ball well and he is a solid blocker and and Todd you know he has his lists and he's got like Jeremy Rucker from Ohio State um you know higher and a lot of people like him as a blocker maybe a little sicker stronger guy but but Jake's a good blocker too and um and, and I, I don't think that's a negative on him at all and, and I think with his uh, athletic ability I, honestly I think I think he's getting hurt a little bit by the lack of a passing game for Wisconsin. And, oh, and I come think on. You're putting his draft stock on Graham Mertz? Doesn't that kid have enough I'm, on his shoulders right now? Now you're going to say he's costing the man money? I, I'm not. I'm just because he's the same player that he's been the last three years, but, uh, you know, before that. But I'm just saying that it, it doesn't help. Uh. It doesn't help. And um, so so that, in some people's eyes, you know, that, that might be that might be an issue. Um, is he athletic enough but, to play in the league and be a Pro Bowl caliber tight end? Meaning, does he have the speed and so forth that these guys look like or look for in their tight ends? Well, well, I'm not going to go Pro Bowl, but but yes, he's got he's got the speed to do so. And I think 
Um, a lot of the guys that get picked in the third, fourth, fifth round aren't going to have elite speed. That's why he's in that category right. and not, yep. you know, higher. Uh, but yes, he's going to play in the league, and yes, he's going to play for quite a while. And uh, I think he's a good all-around player that's going to be um, going to be a starter. And um, you know, from there, it's it's all about where you land and what your opportunities are on that offense. I want to get your thoughts uh, as well. Uh, about the quarterback position going into this draft because, I mean, Deshaun Watson very well could be traded and you're going to get a boatload of picks uh, going from Miami to Houston. They're going to need a quarterback. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, excuse me, may get traded uh, as well this offseason. Who knows? Maybe the Packers take a quarterback, second, third, fourth round, something like that as protection uh, to Jordan Love. Uh, So from that aspect where is the quarterback position right now in this draft? Because to be honest with you, it doesn't appear to be very good. Well, I think this is the time of year where everybody hates all the quarterbacks because you see them, you know, play um, in situations that aren't the best for them necessarily. And so everybody starts ripping on the quarterbacks. It's happened with Josh Allen. It happens to everybody, right? Um, But, when it comes down to it, you're going to see five or six quarterbacks taken in the top two rounds. It's going to happen again. And again, it's going to depend on who comes out um, and what their decisions are. Sam Howell, for example, in North Carolina, hasn't had the greatest year, but he outplayed Kenny Pickett in that game last week until the heavens opened up and it looked like you know they should build an arc right in the stadium. So, you know, I think if he comes out, Matt Corral from Old Miss, Kenny Pickett's going to be right up there in the first round, Malik Willis from Liberty, Desmond Ritter's more like a second-round guy, um, Carson Strong from Nevada. Uh, there's enough guys that are going to – and there's so many teams. There's so many teams that are going to be looking for quarterbacks still. Atlanta, you know, I don't know what Carolina's going to do. <laughs> Who knows what that situation is going to look like next year? Who knows what Denver situation? Detroit can't stay with Jared Goff, obviously. Houston, you know, they're like you said, they're going to get lots. They're going to Chad. Hold on one second. Just, just let's stop for There's one second. All kinds of- right, just stop for one second. We were talking about this the other day on the NFC side, right? On the NFC side of the ledger. Who are yeah. those good young quarterbacks that are going to lead the NFC going forward? Because it appears that everybody that's up and coming like Burrow and Allen and Herbert, those guys, they're all seemingly yeah. in the AFC side. There seems like, you know, when Rodgers is done, whenever that may be in the NFC or done yeah. playing in yeah. general, there's going to be somewhat of a drop-off on that side. I mean, Kyler Murray in Arizona, yeah. obviously, but Russell Wilson's not getting any younger either. Yeah, no, you're right. There's going to be a lot of teams um, that are going to be – be looking. I mean, Justin Fields is a young up and cover, right? Dak Prescott isn't going anywhere for a while. Hopefully, he stays healthy. Um, who knows with Jalen Hurts? The 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 jury's still out on him. But the Washington Football Team needs somebody. I don't know how much longer the Giants are going to go with Daniel Jones, especially if if uh, Gettleman and, and Judge are let go after this year. Um, the Kirk Cousins experience can't last forever. Carolina again, you know, the, the Darnold thing, we don't know. So it is, and Tom Brady will retire eventually. It might be 2030, but he's going to retire. Um, so, yeah, you're right. There's there's a lot of question marks. So I'm with Chad Ryder, NFL draft analyst for NFL.com. When we look at this Green Bay Packers team, uh, and again, you know, still trying to win a Super Bowl and so forth, but as far as holes Uh, that they may have uh, because of the salary cap situation they're going to have, you assume, or a lot of people assume, that Sedaris and Preston Smith, one or both, probably won't be back. Uh, You still probably want down defensive linemen, even though T.J. Slayton has looked well. I think they still need help there, too. Uh, And then the other thing is wide receiver. They got, like, nobody under contract outside of Amari Rodgers uh, and Randall Cobb, who, again, I don't know if he's back either. Right, because of contract, I, I can't imagine he's back. So... From that perspective, right. does this draft match up with what we think will be Packer needs in the draft? Yeah, I think they can do all right in the first four rounds. Um, you know, again, it, we ex- we think that they're going to make the playoffs and, and go on at least some kind of a playoff run this year, right? So they're going to be taking at the end of every round, which is the same problem they've had for 20 years, for most years, 
you know, a handful of exceptions. So you're going to be picking later, which means you don't get the best players. But there's enough depth at corner, edge, receiver um, to hit those spots early. And, and I think like inside linebacker, defensive line, those are spots where you can use your fourth and fifth round picks to kind of get good players. And I think that's probably what they'll end up doing. Um, and, and hitting some of those other quote skill positions earlier. Um, and, and I think depending on what they do want to do on the offensive line too, right? I mean, do they want to keep Turner out uh, at tackle? Maybe he's good there and then they won't move him inside. If Royce Newman, maybe they just wait for him to see if he progresses and, and things like that. Maybe they don't hit the offensive line early. Maybe they wait on that, but I think there's enough depth at these positions that they need that they can get guys like edge rushers. For example, Zadarius Smith was a fourth round pick. You can find athletic pass rushers in the third, fourth, fifth round. If you know what you're looking for. And there's enough depth at that position this year. You've got Sam Williams from Ole Miss. Uh, you got a bunch of guys. There's a guy from Jacksonville state named DJ Coleman. Who's really good. There's, there's some guys that are going to be available for them and they don't have to hit all these in the first and even the second round. So tell me this, if you're the Packers with David Bakhtiari coming back here at some point, uh, whenever that may be, LaFleur says it's still kind of a day-to-day thing with him. So if and when he comes back, you're the Packers. Do you, A, put Elton Jenkins back at left guard uh, and continue on, maybe move Runny into right guard and leave Billy Turner at right tackle? Or do you, B, move Jenkins to right tackle and slide Turner into right guard and leave Runny at left guard? Um, you know, I think, I guess, I guess, I, th- I think right now they're going to leave Turner at right guard. That's my guess. And they'll put, they'll put Jenkins in at left guard. And so Turner and stays at right tackle, allow- you mean? Correct, correct. Right, yep. That's what I meant. And then, and then if you put Jenkins at guard, that allows him to take on more single blocks inside and allows, you know, the center and the other guard to kind of, work more together uh, on the double. So I think you can, I think you can fix the interior by putting Jenkins inside and, and kind of splitting that up a little bit and it'll make them a little more effective running inside. I think. Talk with Chad Ryder, NFL.com, NFL draft analyst. Chad, thanks so much for coming on and uh, entertaining us and educating us uh, on all of this stuff. The Ferguson thing, I just, I mean, if, if he's going to fall yeah. to the fourth round, if he's there on day three, I hope the Packers take him because they're going to need a tight end themselves with Tunney coming off of his injury. Right. Right, exactly. And, I, you know, that you, you see that every year. Everybody thinks all these tight ends go in the first three rounds, and they don't. One or two are usually available. And, and depending on how he works out, um, things like that, uh, you know, he could be available there. And we'll see how it goes. Chad, thanks so much, man. Have yeah. a good one. Thanks. Take care. There he is, Chad Ryder, NFL.com. NFL Draft Analyst on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline of Applying for Home Renovation Loan as you're feeling anxious. Well, breathe. The Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Up next, we'll talk about Corbin Burns. Possibly going to win that Cy Young tonight in the NL. And what about Craig Council once again being second in the managerial voting uh, and losing that one to Gabe Kapler. We'll talk about all that and more with our guy Dave Casper over at Reviewing the Brew straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fans, the Sparky Fiver with you. Dan Plucker, other side of the glass. Rami Makhlouf, the Rami Show comes up at 3 o'clock. If you missed anything that happened earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show, Ben Fennell of the NFL Network wasn't able to join us, but we did have Chad Greenway, former Vikings outside linebacker, one of Great Duck Spirits. You can go back and listen to that. Or if you missed Gilbert Brown yesterday, he was so funny. Go to BigShowNetwork.com or hit Rewind on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. No matter your favorite sport, the place to be for the great food, fun, and playing your own favorite indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in a huge entertainment game room and settle down to awesome food from loaded burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up. Ha! With all the extras. That's tonight. Go get your fish fry tonight at Q Club of Wisconsin. Visit their Facebook page or QClubofWI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Joining us now, he is the president of the Corbin Burns Fan Club. 
Uh, he is Dave Gasper from ReviewingTheBrew.com on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Dave, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, are your palms sweaty? Are you sweating? Are you a nervous wreck as we wait to find out if Corbin Burns is Cy Young in the NL three hours from right now? Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty confident, uh, really, that, that it's going to end up being Burns. I mean, I'm I'm a little nervous. You know, I did see Bob Nightingale tweet that uh, Burns was a favorite earlier. So, I mean, we all know how that ends up working out when Nightingale says it. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, I think it's going to be Corbin Burns at, at the end of the day. I think it should be, um, you know, overall by pretty much every metric you could look at. Burns was the best pitcher in baseball, and that's what this award is about. But workload. Um, so, what? But workload. What about the workload aspect? That's been the one thing that everybody's been hammering the Brewers starters on is they don't have the innings compared to some of these other guys. Right, yeah, and that's something that, you know, especially when you look at uh, Zach Wheeler here. I mean, he had, he had 213 innings. I mean, he had 46 more innings than – than Burns, but I mean Scherzer. I mean he only had a few more. I think the difference, the difference especially between Burns and Scherzer, is going to be going to be negligible. Um, but with Wheeler, um, you know, really, I think for for that, what, what I look at um, when looking at who it should be, uh, if you look at the Fangraphs WAR uh, leaderboards, Corbin Burns still beats um, Zach Wheeler in, in terms of WAR. Burns had seven point five. Wheeler had seven point three. And that's a cumulative stat. So, you know, the more that you pitch, the more that you play, you know, the higher your war is going to be. And despite pitching 46 more innings, Burns still had the higher war. Wheeler couldn't best him in, in that regard. And I, I think that shows that Burns was a far better pitcher. I mean, even if Wheeler was on the exact same level as Burns, even if those two had pitched the exact same throughout the whole year and Wheeler had those 46 extra innings, he would blow him out of the water. Wheeler would blow him out of the water in the war category, uh, but he didn't, you know, which tells me and, and should tell everyone else that Burns was by far the better pitcher. The, the fact that he was able uh, to, to beat him in that stat um, and one that's widely used, not just, you know, for, I mean, for me, but for writers, for, you know, everyone really kind of throughout the baseball industry, Fangraphs war is really a very important stat to consider. So everybody that that uh, isn't uh, understanding what the world you're talking about, which, again, the assumption is that everybody knows what wins above replacement is and so forth, and then you add on top of it that this specific war means more than everybody else's war. So now you've really got people confused. So please do explain in as simple as terms as possible so we don't confuse the majority of our audience. Thank you. Right, yeah. Sorry about that. Um, but, yeah, so there's a couple different calculations of, of wins above replacement, basically how good a player is above a hypothetical replacement-level player and how many wins they bring to their team. Uh, baseball Reference has, has a calculation for it. Fangraphs has a calculation for it. Um, and both of their formulas are, uh, you know, their formulas are a little different in terms of how they get to their number. Um, but Fangraphs has uh, kind of the more widely used, widely accepted uh, formula for it so uh, that that's really kind of the number that that i look at and and most others look at to determine uh how valuable a player was to their team okay let's go forward then let's go forward with a conversation that's being had about eliminating arbitration in baseball uh, and letting these numbers like war dictate how much a player makes you for that idea um not strictly uh no i mean uh I saw, I mean, with, with baseball's proposal, I mean, it's kind of making that just kind of your, your strict uh, indicator for what happens. Um, I, I think maybe it, it could be a, a help and something else to consider when it comes to it, but um, I, I don't think it's something that should strictly uh, be what arbitration is based on and how some of these guys get raises because, I mean, for some guys, for guys like relievers and for, uh, you know, utility players and for guys who aren't your regular everyday players it it kind of skews against them a little bit and against how they're going to uh get paid i mean when you're when you're a regular starter when you're playing every single day not quite as much but i mean for some of these players that that's going to be uh, a real burden on them and it's really not going to help them at all uh so i don't see any way see, but in this which, is the uh, thing dave the this is, union allows it this is the thing though it doesn't have to 
Like it doesn't have to. Like if you're not an everyday player and you're considered a utility player, you know, you have that set of parameters to work with. You're not expected to have the same war as a starter. Obviously, you're not going to. So there's got to be parameters for everybody. So the closers, they get one parameters in how it's going to work. Then, you know, the guys that are middle relief, they get another set of parameters of how they're judging what the pay level is going to be and so forth. You have to make it as black and white as possible. Simple. So if you're a middle reliever and your war is between this and this, that's the number if you have these many years of service time. It's this and this if you have these many years of service time. Like, you cannot allow any wiggle room whatsoever. It has to be as black and white and ironclad as humanly possible. I'll say this. I'm fine with it. Like, I'm all all, all about it. Now, for a multiple to, multitude of reasons. One, I just like having things black and white. I, I hate being in the gray area. I don't like gray area. I never have in my life. I still don't. Just give me where I got to be in order to earn this type of money, and then it's up to me to get to that point to earn that type of money, right? If I do this, then I get this raise. If I do right. this, then I get that raise. Fine. It's there. There's no arguing about everything else, about how I am as a leader in the clubhouse or this or that. That's my first reason. My second reason is nobody enjoys the arbitration process. Players hate it. Agents hate it, and the teams hate it. They all hate it because you're in the same organization, you're on the same team, and now for that brief hour or whatever it may be, now you're essentially enemies. The team's telling the player why he's not as good as he thinks he is, and the player's telling them that, oh, I am as good, and then you're expected to walk out of there regardless of result and act like that didn't happen. I'm sorry. Like, there's just no way that can possibly be a good thing. I, I can't imagine Josh Hader is all that excited about how this whole thing is playing out for him. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the arbitration process certainly has a, a lot of flaws, and I, I think that there are definitely changes that need to be made to it, and you know, they, they need to really kind of overhaul that, that whole kind of system because, I mean, a lot of it you know, and, and what it values isn't what the game currently values today. I mean, it's, especially with Josh Hader, as you brought up, uh, when he went in his arbitration, you know, he's supposed to be, you know, he's one of the best relievers in the game, and he was arguing that he was, um, but he didn't have the saves numbers, and, and it valued, it overvalued saves a little bit, so he ended up losing his case. So, you know, it, it does need to be modernized. It does need to be uh, changed a little bit, um, or perhaps even a lot of bit, but I'm not sure if, you know, just going strictly, everything is just whatever uh, Fangraphs War says you are, that's what you get paid. You know, I, I, I think that there's going to be a lot of back and forth on this. And I think it's going to take a while for the Players Union and the league to kind of figure out uh, the best way to do this and, and to figure out some sort of economic system. So I don't think this is something that's going to be resolved uh, anytime soon. I think it's an interesting idea. Uh, I think, you know, maybe there, there's something that, that they can work off of from there. Uh, in its current iteration of, of what they proposed of just whatever Fangraphs War says, uh, you'll get paid summarily based off that. I don't think that's going to end up happening, but I, I think it could be a, a jumping off point and we could see something somewhat like that. Talking with Dave Gasper of ReviewingTheBrew.com. Check out all of his great work. They do a great job over there, his whole staff of writers. Uh, and, and make sure to follow along with their podcast. They do as well. Uh, what about Craig Council being a bridesmaid again, never a bride, this time losing out to his former teammate, Gabe Kapler, who wins NL Manager of the Year? Yeah, I mean, I'm not entirely surprised by that this year. I mean, Kapler did have a phenomenal season out in San Francisco. No one expected the Giants uh, to be this good. Even when they get out to a hot start, everyone was thinking, oh, they're going to collapse in on themselves at some point. And they never did. I mean, they, they won 107 games. Uh, they won the NL West. They held off the Dodgers. Um, and really, once that happened, it's really kind of impossible for anyone else to, to kind of jump up in there. I mean, Council is certainly deserving of winning this award at some point. I think he deserved it in 2018 uh, for sure. But, you know, one of these days he's going to end up getting it. I mean, Lorenzo Kane, it took him until just uh, 2019 to get his first gold glove award. And I mean, he's been a stud out in center field for the longest time. So, you know, he'll get there eventually, I think, but there's, you know, maybe he just needs the expectations to be super low for this team. And then, and then they surprise and, uh, and get him up there. I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, Kapler, I think, is still a very deserving uh, winner this year. Uh, one, one last thing. How much, how closely are you uh, keeping an eye on what's going on in fall ball? Because I'm seeing another uh, highlight by uh, the Brewers shortstop, David Hamilton, 
uh, with a triple earlier today. I know I've been following along on social media. How much do you follow along to that stuff? Yeah, I've been following along with it. And, uh, you know, Hamilton was a bit of a, a late addition he was. Uh, to the Arizona Fall League. I mean, he wasn't initially there. They're, they had a couple of in- injuries there on, on the team, and they needed some help in the infield. So Hamilton came in, and he's showing off that speed, and, and he's he's hitting the ball well, and he's showing, showing well. And, um, you know, he's a, he's a really intriguing shortstop prospect behind Bryce Terang there in the minors. I mean, Terang's going to be in AAA again next year. Uh, and then Hamilton's going to be in double A. So he's, he's kind of right behind him. And uh, he's, he's been a very interesting prospect, put himself really up on the, up on the radar this year. Be interesting to see how these guys uh, do coming up through the Myers and how much they get switched position to position as they get closer uh, to the major leagues and what exactly happens at the major league level as well, because the Brewers need bats. So we'll see what that means, whether it's through trade or whatever the case may be. Dave, thanks so much for coming on, reviewing thebrew.com. You believe Corbin Burns wins tonight, correct, at 530 or so? Yep, yep. I, I think Corbin Burns ends up winning, and uh, it's going to be uh, quite the victory lap if he does. I mean, this Cy Young hype train's been going on for a couple of years now. Yeah, everybody will be congratulating you and not Corbin. It'll be weird, but it'll be okay, though. <laughs> I'm down for it. Hey, Dave, thanks so much for coming on, buddy. Yeah, thanks a lot, Sparky. Take, take care. Take care. There is Dave Gasper reviewing thebrew.com on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline of Applying for Home Renovation Loan as you're feeling anxious. I'll breathe. Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Rami Makhlouf is here in the Lakeland University studios. He will join us next. Welcome in Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan live from the Lakeland University studios. Leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu. I really enjoyed this hour. That was fun. Talking to Chad Ryder. Talking to Dave Gasper. Talking about Giannis's quotes. That has everybody freaking out in GQ. That was a lot of fun this hour. All right, Robbie Makloff is here. He'll have a lot of fun for you coming up 3 to 6 always, today. Always fun. Um, if there's one thing I can promise you, weekdays 3 to 6. You know, I, I was fun. thinking about this. Mm-hmm. Probably should talk about this off the air, but I'm going to do it on the air. It's always the best way to handle things. Because you do the show by yourself. Yes. You don't get the benefit of having Gary and Leroy with you like I do. Right. Right. Although on Black Friday, hosting the big show with Gary Ellerson. Correct, yes. Very much. Promoted that today that. on the network, oh, I actually. I can't wait. I did. I cannot yes. wait. I did indeed. Oh, 10 to buddy. 2 on Friday, uh, next Friday. Reunited. Yes. Oh, man. That'll be fun. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. I cannot wait. Good. Just, okay. Well, good luck. Just make sure you... you well, we've got two producers for you because I don't trust you running the board. So we got two producers <laughs> for you. So we should be all good. Totally all there's ties a are... clock on that show, too. There's a real That's what hard. I'm saying. Yeah, there's Correct. a hard clock. Yeah. yeah. So Sam Schmitz, your executive producer on your show, mm-hmm. will be here helping you. He'll be here at the board, making right. sure everything goes correctly. Yeah. So it'll be all ties. We'll be on the other side screen calls. So you all you have to do is sit right there and host. Gary will be on that side. He'll take calls and he'll have the call screener. Ooh, he's going to do the call he'll, screener. He can call oh, call nice. screener. Yeah, right. Nice. I mean, you can just really relax. You can just kick back. Kick back. Oh, I like that. You can talk half oh, the time because Gary will fill it up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I cannot wait. See that? Cannot wait, man. Looking forward to it. I won't be anywhere near here to hear it. Oh. Listen, the Odyssey app, if I remember where I'm at, I'll check it out. It's going to be the best day of, and easiest day of work I've had in a long, long time. 10 a.m. Oh, I'll be I'll be shopping. Black Friday shopping oh. at 10 a.m. Oh, I'd so rather be working with Gary. Yeah, I'll definitely be Black Friday shopping. I would so rather be working with well, Gary. Well, Gary will be distracted. <laughs> also shopping? No, because I'll be shopping and then texting Gary pictures of sales prices of what's going on and where I'm at. I tend to do that with Gary. <laughs> you know what's going to happen. Usually Thanksgiving night, I'm usually, wherever I'm at, I'm like, gee, man, check this out, price. You know what's going to happen, because it happened to me when I was at the Bucks rally. What? And I was, You're going to take was, your shirt off in here doing the show with no, Gary? That's no. going to be disturbing. I didn't take my shirt off at the Bucks rally. That was after game six. Um, oh, sorry. got confused. No, I was uh, sharing pictures with you guys and on Twitter of the, the bootleg T-shirts I was I was buying. I bought two yeah. of them out there at the rally. And Gary texted me. He was like, hey, pick me up one. I'll give you. I'll, <laughs> I'll get you the money. Yeah, he said it on the air. So that you, all was playing out on yeah, the Yeah, exactly. So yes. you, know, you know you're getting that text. Yes. If you start sharing deals with him and look what I got and look what's on well, sale Well, the here. nice thing is it'll be for him because he's got all of his Christmas shopping done, he said. He's done. What? He's got it all done. How? It's completely done. Because he asked me if if we had ours done yet, and I said no. That was like a week ago. Now, in the last week, we've started, so we're, we're picking up the pace here a little bit. He's completely done. He's been done for like a week. Someone recently asked me when I'm going to get my Christmas shopping done, and uh, probably a day before Christmas Eve is usually when I'll go out and there's, get my well, I'm not going to get into who, but there's a person here who, for as long as I've known him, it may have changed now, mm-hmm. went out on Christmas Eve every night. 
on Christmas Eve? Mm-hmm. On the eve of Christmas? Correct. Christmas are, Eve. Are stores even open? Bought the presents, 9, 10 o'clock at night, wrapped them, and had it all done by Christmas Day morning. got them there under the tree. Christmas on Eve Christmas night. morning. There can't be much left. That's all that matters. There can't be much left on Christmas Eve night. Are people happy? Are people smiling? I, it's I, all I don't know. I've never been to any of their Christmases. No. But it's all that matters. I would man. assume. It's yeah. all that matters. Plucker. Uh, Plucker is eating. This guy's Plucker when he starts his Christmas him. shopping. Ask him, Plucker, when do you start your Christmas shopping? Man, why he's got food in his I'm mouth? I'm done already, cuz. <laughs> <laughs> what you munching on over he there, dude? Done. A banana. A you banana. got a big mouthful yeah. too. That was so like yeah, that was a that was a pretty sizable you, bite. You yeah, had, I, I didn't want to go to him. I was like, ah, screw it. You Talk had chipmunk cheeks going on, dude. Yeah, did. That banana ain't going nowhere. You can take smaller bites, bro. Yeah, but what I'm about doing? to leave. He wants I'm to leave in four minutes. He's, he's got. He's got four go. minutes is a long time to eat a banana. Uh, well, maybe not for Plucker. Maybe he's got another one over there. Good Lord, man, slow down. You're gonna choke. Yeah, I'm worried about him. Fine, so he's all done with his Christmas shop. That's crazy. You're the one making me talk. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Thank you, Plucker. That's exactly right. Rami is making you talk. Yes, that's correct. Absolutely fair. correct. That's, that's fair. That's a good defense. Uh, okay, so now do, do tell me finally uh, what's coming up Coming up, on, up on the Rami show today, Sparky out of the gates will ask, uh, what could be the Packers' Achilles heel? Bill Huber at SI had a good piece pointing out some of the, uh, some of the, some of the flaws still in this Packers team, even though they are number one in most power rankings that I saw released this morning. There there are still cracks in the armor, and just wondering which one do you think could be the Packers' Achilles heel? We'll go over some of those. Steve Ashburner, senior writer for NBA.com. Always love talking Bucks and NBA with Steve Ashburner. He's going to be driving up to the Five-Serve Forum to cover tonight's game when we talk with him at 3.30. Matt LaFleur, we'll hear from him at 3.45. Four o'clock, man. It's way too early to worry about this Giannis stuff, right? I, I, right, we didn't talk about it. You paused show. way too long for me to, for for that answer. Big show, we didn't talk about it. Yeah, I did it for what five minutes, maybe Plucker, five six minutes. Uh, yeah, in the first segment, not very long. Uh, no, I'm not not overly concerned. But it's way again, too early. I mean, he won a championship here, so you're not going to leave because you don't think you can win a championship here. That's why LeBron left Cleveland because he didn't think they could get it done there. So that's not going to be the reason you leave. If you leave, it's going to be for where you want to live other than Milwaukee. That, that's why you're leaving. You're not well, leaving for he money. He made it sound like he's, he would leave for another challenge. Sure. Yeah, right. Um, if you're if you're leaving, it's going to be... I can't believe that. Oh, really? Yeah. Cool. Go to the Kings. See I what mean, you got. I said a challenge. I didn't say insurmountable odds. Hey, listen. You want a challenge? I'll find you good challenges around the league. Go to the Pistons. Go to Pluckers team. Go live in Detroit. You know, you know it's a challenge. Go train around the Pistons organization. They're a complete train wreck. You know it's a challenge. Go to New York. Right, that's what that's the first team I said today. A madness was the Knicks. Want to know why? Because it's big market, all those other opportunities, which he says he doesn't care about. He doesn't care about movies and all that other stuff. But if you win in New York, you'll be a king of New York, and nobody treats their heroes better than New York City and you'll those be people. A king of the NBA. Yep, maybe. But again, I don't think. Could be wrong. Don't think he's going to want people taking pictures of his kids every time they no. step out. He's not going to want he paparazzi said in that same taking article, pictures. He doesn't want to be the face of this league. Well, that he doesn't have a choice. He won't be the face of the league anyhow. As soon as LeBron's done, he wins another ring, he's the face of the NBA, folks. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. It, it, he may be. He's coming up on it right now. We talked about it during the playoffs. You have, That's something you have to want, and it's something that you have to actively seek out. Like, LeBron James has a whole machine around him. It's not just about being the best player in so the league. who has a machine around them? Outside of LeBron. Um, I don't... Mm, that's no. a good question. It's going to be Giannis. That's a good question. It's going to be Giannis. I don't know. There is no Michael Jordan marketing machine around anybody else other than LeBron right now. That guy does not exist. And Durant's not getting any younger either. So, it's going to be Giannis. He's going to be the face. He just needs a second ring. That's it. Once that happens, he's the face of this league going forward. Whether he wants to be or not. And because of technology, social media, international... Marketing and everything else. They just signed a deal today, NBA did with some other firm to help promote them internationally. He's going to be the face in Milwaukee. He can be the face of the league in Milwaukee. LeBron was the face of the NBA in Cleveland. So surely he can be the face of the NBA. Oh, I'm not in saying Milwaukee. it's a market thing. I'm not saying no, it's a market thing. It does no, not matter. It's whoever it the NBA I've said that for a long time. wants to help push and who do the fans gravitate to. There's not a more real good dude in this league. Than Giannis, right? For sure. Now. I agree. It does not exist. I'm not saying he, he can't Go be the face of the league. Go find me somebody that don't like I'm this I'm saying guy. I don't think he will be because he doesn't want to be and he won't seek it out. 
That, you may not want to be popular, but if people dig you, you're going to be popular. Tell me about it. Right. I know. It's tough for you. I can't you. avoid it, It's man. a tough life. I can't avoid it. Everywhere I go, Rami, to- Rami. I totally get it. You know it. what I mean? Just tugging at me. Yes. Like, ugh. Oh, you know what I'm saying? It's tough. It is. It's a tough life, Giannis. That's why I always said I always wanted to be correct counsel. And no interest being in Alex Rodriguez or anybody like that. It's the same time in two days I put myself in the same class as Giannis. Yeah, it's fine. It's your world. Also on the show today, Aaron Rodgers, uh, we'll hear from him at 4.30. Ryan Wood, that dude on the Packers beat, will be here at 4.45. And right around 5 o'clock, somewhere in that 5 o'clock hour, we're going to find out whether or not Corbin Burns is uh, bringing home some hardware. The Cy Young announcement. Look at that. 301. Plucker just walked out. He's done. He's got to go, man. He's out. He's got to go. go. Eat that's, that banana. That's and why he had gone. to inhale that banana. Yeah. I'm telling you, he had plenty of time to eat. There's no reason to take a bite of a banana that big. Hey, Sam Schmitz, you do, uh, he doesn't even have his mask off yet, nor does he have headphones. Sam, did you uh, get your Christmas shopping done yet? Plucker is done. Gary Ellerson is done. We've finally no. started. Sam is not. No. no. So no. you and Sam are a good pair then. Yeah. Afternoons. Yeah. For sure. That's good. Yeah. All right, coming up. A lot alike in a lot of ways, but also different in a lot of ways. It's a good yin and yang Sam and I got going weekdays, three to six. Tend to like Sam better. All right, coming up next. Me too. No, you don't. <laughs> you look at yourself every day in the mirror and go, I am beautiful. I am beautiful. I'm I mean, Romney Makhlouf. Look at me. That's right. Look at me. Look at me. Uh, coming up next, he is Romney Makhlouf, the Romney Show. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon. Have a good one. Go Bucks. Toodles. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.